The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to the Bob Pritchard Radio Show. Did you know that over 95% of all businesses fail within the first 10 years? By listening in to what Bob's guests have to say, plus direction from Bob Pritchard himself, it's our intention that you won't be among those statistics. Now, here's your host, Bob Pritchard. Hello, world. Welcome to the Bob Pritchard Radio Show. Now, this is the show that champions entrepreneurs, anybody creating a startup, early stage businesses, in fact, all small businesses, no matter where you are in the world, and we're heard right around the world at the same time every week. You're a fantastic audience. We get great response, and I wanted to thank you for making us the number one business radio show in the world for entrepreneurs. Now, there's a lot of talk these days about putting seniors to work, and uh, how seniors have a lot of experience when it comes to when it comes to business. Well, speaking about seniors, last night I took myself off to the Staples Centre for a Rolling Stones concert. Now these guys are old, <laughs> but they were fantastic. So there's hope for seniors yet. And if it's coming to a, a town near you, I'm, I think it started in Los Angeles, but if it's coming to somewhere near you, you want to get along and see it. It is an extraordinary concert. Two hours and 15 minutes, and Jagger makes a whole bunch of 19-year-olds look weary. He is something else. Now, we begin each week with a little segment called Bob's Thought for the Day. Quotes that get us to think. Today, I've got some quotes from legends of commerce about the importance of customer service, both in bricks and mortar and also online businesses. Now, there's no question in my mind that the one element, the one element that differentiates a successful company from its competition is your level of customer service. You know, you've got to deliver a good product and you must deliver it at a cost that's acceptable to the customer. But neither of those things will determine whether a customer will come back and buy from you again and again, nor will it determine whether they tell their friends about you and become an advocate for your business and whether or whether they will simply go away, never return, tell no one and let you go broke in peace and quiet. Now, the only way you can really differentiate yourself unless you've got an extraordinarily different product, is with knock-your-socks-off customer service. People have got to walk away from doing business with you going, wow, that was great. They gave me what I expected and much, much more. So I wanted to give you five really great customer service quotes today. Henry Ford said, 
and this is so true, it's not the employer who pays the wages. Employers only handle the money. It's the customer who pays the wages. I think that's great. Every employer must remember that the only person that can put everybody in the company out of a job tomorrow is the customer. All they have to do is stop buying your product. Customer service is so important that um, Jeffrey Gittimer, the author, speaker, and business trainer said, the customer experience is the next competitive battleground. And that's true, as I said in the opening. You don't give people knockout service, you will fail. Tony Alessandra, one of the most sought-after experts on customer service in America, says, being on a par in terms of price and quality only just gets you in the game. It's your customer service that wins that game. And I've always been an admirer of the customer service at Amazon. They've built an amazing business out of over-delivering on their promises. Jeff Bezos, the extraordinary CEO of Amazon, said, if you do build a great experience, customers tell each other about that. Word of mouth is extremely powerful. It's our job every day to make every important aspect of the customer experience a little bit better. My final thought for the day on customer service is this one by... Catherine Bacchetti, who in a heyday was Pittsburgh retail success story. She was a grandmother who outsold, outpriced, and absolutely outdazzled the competition with her namesake boutique, Bacchetti Shops. Catherine said, you have to make a customer, not make a sale. Now, there's no question that the U.S. really needs to lift its education standards. Ever since I saw a lecture by Ken Robinson a couple of months ago, I've been conscious of the fact that not only the U.S. system, but all of the education systems in all the first world countries really devalues the more creative subjects and the more creative courses. Educators advise students that a way to be successful in the long term is to do the traditional subjects. And if you're creative and want to do arts and literature, then you get discouraged. Well, during the week, I saw a great comment by Albert Einstein that said, everyone has ability, but if you judge a fish by the way it climbs a tree, it will always think it's stupid. So it's time to build a global education system that acknowledges the exceptional try that again, the exceptional ways in which each student learns and their specific attitude. So I was convinced that we were pushing students into the STEM subjects, you know, science, technology, engineering and mathematics. Then I read an article in United Airlines Hemisphere magazine and I'll read it to you. It says, America's rank among developed nations in the proportion of STEM bachelor degrees is 27th out of 48 countries that are regarded as being developed. That's pretty appalling. But how about this figure? 
there are only four nations that are ranked below the US in eighth grade math scores. Four nations. This is of the first world countries. Only four nations ranked below the US in eighth grade math scores. The US federal government spends about $3 billion in STEM education programs every year. So that's $3 billion the government spends on STEM education. But America spends $90 billion on beer. <laughs> so we spend 30 times more money on beer than we do on education programs for all the STEM subjects. That is just fucking pathetic. Where are our priorities? God. And the percentage of US students who pursued STEM degrees because their parents encouraged them, it was only 6%. So come on, parents, by all means, encourage your children to take on the arts if that's what they really want to do. But let's also encourage to do subjects like science, technology, engineering, and mathematics. Because at the moment, we are failing that test. Now, speaking of engineering, that's one of the four STEM areas. Tesla Motors is one of the most extraordinary business success stories in decades. It has accomplished what no other American company has accomplished accomplished in more than 50 years. It's become a viable new car company. I've been a long-time Mercedes-Benz owner. I've had them for years, probably 30 But I must admit, I think the Tesla is absolutely the best car on the road today. Consumer Reports, who isn't one for throwing around praise, has just rated Tesla a 99 out of 100. Consumer Reports explains that the car actually scored 110 points out of 100. That because of limitations such as range and access to charging, they took 11 points off their score. Jeez, it's still the best score they've ever given. And according to Consumer Reports, the 2007 Lexus LS, which was the last car to get a high score, is not in the same league as the Tesla. So if you're out there and you haven't looked at a Tesla or haven't test-driven one, they are a killer car. They're fantastic. But people are finding out because to prove it's a great car, during the first three months of 2013, Tesla Model S outsold the Mercedes-Benz S-Class, the BMW 7 Series, and the Audi A8. So a lot of people have caught on to the Tesla. And of all the entrepreneurs in America, Elon Musk must be up there with the absolute best. After his huge success with PayPal and a number of other companies, he had the, he had the vision, the, the determination, and took the risks to create a new generation of motor car. Elon Musk is prepared to take on personal risk, unlike most other entrepreneurs. 
and it's really paying off for him. So next time you're thinking of great entrepreneurs, and I'm sure the first one that comes to mind is probably Steve Jobs, think about Elon Musk. The guy is a phenomenon. And if you get a chance, try out the Tesla. And it's a good-looking car. A few weeks ago, I interviewed the CEO of Kickstarter Videos here in Los Angeles, and they've produced hundreds of videos for corporate profiling, product demonstrations, advertisements, how to instruct videos, etc. These videos are put up on YouTube. They're embedded in the company website. They show up on, um, on your email signature. And when customers search for keywords, up they'll pop. And they reach a huge number of customers at a very low cost. An online video is becoming the first stop for many customers. It's probably akin to what maybe mm, the web was a dozen years ago or so. Something that can give early adopters an edge over their competitors. It gives you a channel to talk directly to customers in a way that was accessible only to the real big guys who could afford television advertisements. Now, everybody can afford their television advertisements, put it on YouTube or similar sites and have a hell of a lot of people look at it at a really good cost. Now, YouTube's a dominant player, of course. Two billion views a day on YouTube. (laughs) Two billion a day. But the principles also apply for all the other hosting companies, including Vimeo, Metacafe, Facebook, Vidler, Brightcove, and Blip TV, and there are more, but there's some of them. Now, with video, you can showcase your company or your products, and you'll find that online video may be the best way to tell people about your company, your staff, your service, and also to demonstrate your products. And many companies have actually created a destination through their online videos by providing helpful advice that people want to seek out. Videos become so essential to some companies that they've actually put small studios in their offices. The video is like a mini TV commercial. So rather than try to sell products, the goal is to establish your people as customer-friendly experts and provide a channel full of useless information, useful information, (laughs) Provide a channel full of useful information about how to use your products. So you get people to trust you and to want to learn more about what you've got to offer. And this information draws viewers, many of whom will become customers, and you'll increase your site's conversion rate. A person who comes to the site and watches a video is twice as likely to make a purchase. You give yourself a personality. Now, YouTube offers you the tools to measure the effects of these videos. So you can use this data to make your videos more compelling. But it's important to keep them down to two or three minutes because then people stop watching. So if it's too long, no matter how interesting it is, people have got short attention spans and they won't listen. And video has to be evolving constantly And you always have to be willing to change everything that you're doing. YouTube's the second largest search engine after Google. 
and represents a huge audience of potential customers. And, you know, if you look at it, it offers a dozen advertising options, including, you know, it's got banner ads, it's got promotional videos that appear on top and beside search results. It's got pre-roll ads that appear during other YouTube videos, just much like a traditional TV commercial. And like Google, YouTube generally follows a cost per click or cost per view model. So you only pay when people click on ads or watch the videos. And advertisers can view metrics such as the number of impressions, conversions and viewer demographics, viewer their Google AdWords or YouTube Insights accounts. Ads can be aimed at customers based on demographics, keywords or interests. So online videos to go, I'm going to do it. So I recommend that everybody out there have a look at online videos. You could dramatically increase your sales and awareness. Now, don't forget, this program is all about you. You, the entrepreneur or the small business person that's sitting at the office, maybe listening to the show for tips on how to be more successful. That is what we are here for. This whole show is dedicated to assisting entrepreneurs. So if you've got a question, please don't hesitate to email me directly at bob at bobpritchard.com and we will answer it on air or we'll email you directly. You're listening to the number one show in the world for entrepreneurs, the Bob Pritchard Radio Show. Now we're going to be back in just a moment with Jamie Power, who is the former Senior Vice President and Strategic Advisor at J.D. Power & Associates. You see them all the time on television ads. They're an authority on customer service in the automobile industry and other industries for 50-odd years. Today, Jamie advises organizations globally on quality customer service and marketing. This is Bob Pritchard. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Do you want your business to achieve results you never thought possible? Bob Pritchard is recognized as the business leader's advisor and has 30 years of experience as a straight-talking troubleshooter for Fortune 500 companies and SMEs across the world. Whether you need a checkup across all departments of your business or simply want to improve marketing, advertising, performance measurement, or some other area, Bob Pritchard will work his magic so you can blow away your competition. Bob Pritchard is also one of the most in-demand speakers in the world. Over 1,500 clients on five continents and countless standing ovations are a testament to how he changes the fortunes of business. Pick up Bob's new book, Kick-Ass Business and Marketing Secrets, at your nearest bookstore or visit Bob's website at www.bobpritchard.com. Remember, if you want to be successful, call Bob Pritchard now. Worldwide phone numbers and more information can be found at bobpritchard.com. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business.
You are listening to the Bob Pritchard Radio Show. To connect with Bob, please send an email to bob at bobpritchard.com. That's bob at bobpritchard.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to the Bob Pritchard Straight Talking Radio Show. This is where we give you an insight into the lives of some of the world's extraordinary people and what makes them tick. It's very important that um, we all learn from the experiences of people that are absolutely at the top of their game in business fields that apply to all of us, whether an entrepreneur or a small business or, or whether you're a mature business. And most extraordinary people that I've ever met began life just like the rest of us. There's nothing really special about them or not apparently, and they just work hard and dedicate themselves to their trade. So what makes them interesting and great? Well, this is the segment where we find out. I was fortunate a few weeks ago to sit next to Jamie Power and his son at a presentation by Sir Ken Robinson, and after speaking with him, I thought he would be a perfect guest on this show. We constantly talk about the importance of great customer service. It's critical to the success of every business, whether you're large or small. And there isn't anybody who knows more about customer service than Jamie. Jamie is former Senior Vice President and Strategic Advisor at JD Power and Associates. While he was in this position, the international business grew to represent about 20% of the company's overall business and offices were established throughout Asia, Europe and Canada. Now, while Jamie grew up with the company since his early school years, after college he went to work for Footcone and Belding, then for Chevrolet before joining the family business as Senior Vice President and Strategic Advisor. So he's had the background in advertising and then actually working with one of their clients. He facilitated the transition of JD Power from a private business to becoming part of the McGraw-Hill family of companies. Today, he advises organisations globally on quality customer service and marketing. He gives a lot of speeches and more importantly, I reckon, he devotes a lot of time to the family's philanthropic interests, particularly the National Multiple Sclerosis Society. He also um, devotes a lot of time to education projects. So that's a fantastic thing. We, we also talk on this program about the need for bis- business people that have had success to give back. And uh, Jamie is a perfect example of that. At the moment, he's assisting his father on a new book, chronicling his 50 years in the automotive business. The book is Power, How J.D. Power III Became the Auto Industry's Advisor, Confessor and Eyewitness to History. This is going to be published by Fenwick Publishing in the spring, so make sure you look out for that. And Jamie's also working on a follow-up to Satisfaction, How Every Great Company Listens to the Voice of the Customer, which I have got. I have read and I can recommend it to anybody who is in business and looking to develop word of mouth, customer loyalty, increased ROI, all the things that great customer service brings. And uh, so I'm looking forward to the new book. Hopefully I'm on his mailing list. (laughs) Um, Hi, Jamie. Welcome to the Bob Pritchard Radio Show. 
Thank you, Bob. Appreciate the very kind introduction. Mate, you've, you've achieved so much. I, it, it's very hard to cut it down into a, such a short intro. You've, you've had a phenomenal career, and, uh, and you're a nice guy to boot, and giving back to the community, and all of that, all of that is um, worth a lot of ink. Um, we've all heard about J.D. Parrot Associates on TV commercials. We've seen it for years and years and years, particularly car companies. So what is J.D. Power and Associates, and are your clients all car companies? Uh, great question. Uh, J.D. Power and Associates is fundamentally a marketing research company. Right. And over time, uh, what J.D. Power and Associates has done is um, really kind of went, in a way, beyond market research and uh, as we defined it, it went into the information business. Right. Um, uh, subtle, but I think important distinction for our team of people and um, positioning in the marketplace was um, market research uh, sometimes is a bit um, uh, uh, still yeah. um, lacking dynamic um, um, feeling or interaction. Whereas information is something that is used, right. and that's a an important fundamental in terms of looking at the the business. And it was uh, very helpful, I think, at setting the the vision and the stage. Again, not only for the employees but also for the the clients. And the clients are um, certainly automotive uh, is uh, the biggest sure. category, but uh, the clients uh, today spread from. Um, hotels and the hospitality industry to um, finance, banking, insurance, uh, utilities, um, uh, wireless phone companies, um, a broad range of uh, different services. Okay. I'm, I'm used to receiving 150 pages of research uh, with just loads of answers, which you read through from start to end and you're more confused than when you started. Um, so do you start off and you do that analysis and then you interpret it and bring, break it down to plain English that everybody can understand and act on? Is that what you do? Uh, yes, I think that's a, 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 an important distinction uh, as well. The, the J.D. Power methods... Um, and not literally just in terms of the formulas, but uh, the whole point of thinking about this as information and not just data is uh, how can you make it useful? How yeah. can clients uh, better utilize it? And what uh, uh, J.D. Power and Associates did over, and this is, you know, I'm consolidating, uh, you know, 40 years of, of um, practice, but we found that a, it was easier to help communicate to clients by providing a, um, a summary score, if you will. Yeah. And the more that you could develop a summary score that was also based on um, other indicators. Um, so imagine, if you will, uh, a formula where you have a number of different questions that feed into a uh, subscore and the uh, subscores, uh, multiple subscores kind of feed into one overall score. 
It's almost right. like calculating a, a golf uh, handicap, if you know what I mean. Yeah. And um, it, it just makes it easier for you to get a quick understanding of how you're doing. And then if you have questions about why you improved or didn't improve or, or how do you compare versus a competitor, it helps um, then to break it down like a peeling an onion. You, you get into different uh, layers of granularity uh, to understand your performance. So in addition to providing companies with um, knowledge of where they're at, do you, do you also recommend things that they need to do to improve various aspects of their score, if, if we put it that way? Uh, well, yes, and it, it certainly depends on the, the client. It, it depends on the um, product category. Uh, as I explained, uh, the, the business of information is um, one level, and, and uh, the way J.D. Power & Associates collects that information, it could be um, um, essentially two different types of market research. Uh, uh, there's um, research that is done on an ad hoc basis for a client right. that is proprietary in nature, that is owned by the client, um, and J.D. Power & Associates is essentially conducting that research as a... As a um, uh, you know, a trusted partner. Yeah, yeah. The other part of the business is uh, what J.D. Power & Associates calls syndicated market research. And this is where J.D. Power & Associates conceives of a study uh, of a particular issue or product category. And J.D. Power & Associates then develops the, the survey and conducts the survey. Um, this is um, a, a, a study that is where the data is owned, the information is owned by J.D. Power & Associates, okay. and then the subscriptions to that information then are sold to multiple clients. Interested parties. And uh, this is what, when people see uh, J.D. Power & Associates referred to, say, in television advertising or print advertising, and they see an award, it's based on these types of surveys where J.D. Power is conducting the study, it's looking at a broad range of uh, participants in a, in a category, and it is um, uh, providing that information, um, you know, in, in summary form to a client uh, to let them know and understand how they do vis-a-vis uh, -vis their competitors. Okay. You, we have a lot of people contacting us that have a family business of some sort, mostly small entrepreneurs, but they almost always end up in grief. How many family members worked in your business? Well, um, let's see. Uh, I, I'm the oldest of four kids in our family. Okay. And uh, literally the business started at the kitchen table at our um, very modest small home in the suburbs of Los Angeles. Yeah. And my father um, um, started it uh, with an idea and a passion and my mother was right by his side um, in support and providing uh, the labor, uh, some of the labor. And um, meanwhile, at the time when the company started, she had three um, little kids. Um, I was the oldest at, at five. And um, so, uh, and then uh, eventually my youngest sister joined us um, a couple years later. So at, at any one time, 
all six of us could have been working. And what, that did, was quite an experience. <laughs> I can imagine. Did it work because your father was um, a very powerful leader or because he was the, um, the real expert? Or how come you didn't have sort of family feuds that um, caused rifts like a lot? What, what's, what's the secret for people in family businesses? Well, I, you know, listen, um, we are as normal as any other family. Yeah, yeah. it and came across as pretty normal. We certainly had arguments and disagreements. Right. Um, but uh, I think that the key uh, really was um, uh, to find our individual niches yep. or um, uh, areas where we were good. Right. And... Um, you know, uh, I think it was just, uh, for instance, um, my uh, one of my sisters, um, Mary, who's um, um, uh, three years younger than I am. She uh, she had a she's got just got a great a- uh, aptitude for uh, data and data processing and and um, working with a keyboard and right. you know almost like from when she was in middle school. Uh, she was able to kind of just gravitate towards that part of the business. Right. Gotcha. For myself, my interest was the automobile industry and and the um, and uh, looking at data, looking at things strategically. And so we all, you know, you sort of just found where you, you know, where we would do well. Yeah. Uh, in your career, you didn't go directly into the family business. Um, you worked in advertising first and then for General Motors. What advantage was that when you finally got back into the family business? How much, how, how beneficial is it to have that breadth of experience? Well, I, you know, um, I get that question a lot from a lot of uh, different people um, and entrepreneurs and, and family businesses. And for me, it was... Um, just incredibly important for me to work someplace else. Yeah. Um, I grew up with the, the family business as my siblings did. And I didn't necessarily know that I wanted to get in, go work for JD power and associates when I grew up. Um, I'd worked there, you know, on Christmas and, uh, summer holidays. Summer break, um, yeah. and in, even in high school after school. And, um, you know, you, you, in a way, you kind of got tired of it, and you were always, sure. you know, sort of envious of your friends. Um, so when I graduated from college, um, uh, you know, I didn't even look to try and work at JD Power Assistance. I wanted to go sow my own oats. Yeah. And uh, uh, joining a multinational advertising agency was um, a dream come true for me out of college, and I, I loved that experience. And sure. then when I ran, um, uh, you know, when I could you know, kind of felt like I had learned as much as I could and, and um, uh, had some other burning desires to go actually work for a car company directly. Um, that's when I got the position with Chevrolet Motor Division. And, uh, you know, again, I it was a great experience. And, and after, I don't know, um, the total of both those experiences was uh, at least six years, I, I felt like I had proven myself um i knew what i was good at and it really laid the foundation better for me 
to then join J.D. Power & Associates at that point in time. Yeah, I think it's very important because we often talk, in fact, I had a meeting with an entrepreneur yesterday who seems to have a pretty good product, but he's a tech head. That's and so he's starting a business with somebody who has a very narrow view of 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 business. All he knows is what he's developed, and um, trying to get them to understand that these days it's not just all about the product. There's a hell of a lot of other things that that um, uh, you need to be good at before you develop a great business. And so um, I often say to people, try and get as much experience as you can. Go to as many lectures as, as you can. Attend as many workshops as you can. Just try to get that broad, I'm not suggesting you go and work for somebody for five years, but just try and get a much broader base of knowledge than just the product because you're doomed to failure Absolutely. 99% of the time. Absolutely. What were the greatest challenges for J.D. Power & Associates as an entrepreneurial business? You know, you started off in a field that, um, I guess in those days, you didn't have competitors, you, you're breaking new ground. What, what are the challenges when you're in a business that's, that's sort of paving the way? Well, I, I think that the, the challenges for, um, for us were really in developing a market, um, there was no business plan. Um, it was uh, uh, taking uh, a general concept, a general idea, and then taking advantage of opportunities and adapting. Right. And taking advantage of new opportunities and adapting. And uh, being always conscious of looking for um, different ways at looking at things. and. Yeah. It's almost a feeling. I, I, it, it's it's hard to say. You know, you you can't kind of put the formula down. It's just knowing when the time is right to try and launch a new product, or being able to a uh, hear a client describe a problem or issue that they're having, yeah. and then going back and and conceiving a a um, information product or a service that solves that client's problem. Um, and and it's it's just being in tune with those opportunities and challenges, and then having the the um, you know I guess the the right mind to pull it together. Yeah. And um, I think what was re- really remarkable about JD Power and Associates is especially um, my father. He was able to really inspire that type of uh, spirit. And he really was good at uh, also encouraging employees to uh, think about the world in that way too. Yeah. And in a, and therefore you're you're not just doing it yourself as the as the man JD Power, but he was creating disciples and apostles who were able to do the same thing. Yeah, that's that's really important in developing any business. Well, I've 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 got to pick you up on something now because every week I tell people that before they get into a business they need to have a business plan they need to have they need to know exactly where they're going that it's got to be flexible enough so you change as things change and you've just said ah, business plan nah. <laughs> well it's not to say that you don't have a business plan but i i think it's um you can't be so rigid. wedded to it you yeah. can't be so rigid that you can't um Adapt. Yeah, you have and, to adapt. Because, uh, yeah, yeah. No, I agree. That um, because you, 
when you when you put in um, place a a policy or or take a strategy, your competitors for a start are going to react against you. So that's going to change your business plan. You need to modify as you go. It's true. Um, exactly. So, what sort of guidance did you and your father get to help sort of steer the company in the direction that you you went? Did you use outside people, or was it all seat of the well? I, we I think um, you know my my father in a way is um, uh, you know he, I think all entrepreneurs are stubborn. So uh, um, <laughs> true, but yet he 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 was also um, had a good. I guess self awareness, and he wasn't afraid to bring in help when needed. Mm. Um, but I think one of the one important thing for us as a company, uh, when we got to a certain stage of growth uh, size, that is, uh, that we formed a, a, a board of directors. Yeah. And the the idea was to provide a a, a sounding board of some outside thinking to help shape, um, uh, to challenge, to, um, uh, you know, be a, a sort of almost like a, uh, a sense of discipline. Yeah. And it really helped our company, uh, I think get much better, uh, once we put something that in place. And so that, that'd be another thing that I really think that a, a small business or entrepreneur, um, whether you call it a board of advisors or a board of directors, having something like that to help steer you um, uh, is is terrific. And yeah. I think the the idea of also get you know it, it's it's only as good as the people you have on that board, and you can't just have um, necessarily friends and family. You, yeah, you, you should yeah. seek out people who are um, confident enough to challenge you. Um, and, uh, you know, and likewise, uh, um, you know, I think, uh, a good board of directors, board of advisors can also help open doors for you, uh, help with recruiting key employees, um, yeah. number of different things. Yeah. We, I strongly recommend to people that they have, um, a board of directors and also, for individuals, I think it's critical to have good mentors. I, I've got a number of mentors that I've had for oh, for long as I can ever remember. Um, people that are not afraid to um, say what they think, to keep you in line, to you know stop your um, ego or whatever it is from getting away from you. Um, so I think it's critical that people have both a board of directors and personal mentors, which I think make a huge difference to your success. Um, you travel the world working with large companies analysing what they need to do to satisfy customers but most businesses are small companies and entrepreneurs is there a difference in how a large company and a small company should address customer service issues well I I think number one is uh, uh, small companies small businesses need to find a way to make sure that they're listening to the the voice of their customer. Mm-hmm. And this doesn't mean that you have to go out and do expensive surveys, but you need to make sure you have a process um, right. for listening in as to what they're saying. And part of that is monitoring your, um, if, if you're a consumer-facing business, monitoring what they say about you on Yelp, 
and and other social media, but sure. it's also, um, you know, a, it so much depends on the type of business. But let's just say the 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 business owner, the entrepreneur, needs to find ways to make sure that he's getting the straight scoop yep. from his customers and not candy coated. Um, uh, and sure. and it and it really is not only a, a good source of. Um, information to help make sure that you're performing better and your employees are doing what doing well but it, it's a it's a terrific source of ideas for new products and services yeah no i agree have you got a name for the new book yet no no um not yet but um you know a, a number of different uh, ideas and i don't want to kind of throw them out there because then sure. as soon as i th- throw an idea out there it'll it, it It'll become old. I, I want to make sure that it's fresh. <laughs> it's always hard to think of a name for a new book, I tell you. Um, Jamie, it's been great speaking with you. Thank you very, very much for your time. I know how busy you are. Now, if you're listening and you'd like to know more about Jamie, just contact me, bob at bobpritchard.com. But I do recommend that um, go and have a look for Satisfaction, how every great company listens to the voice of the customer. I really have got it. I'm not... I'm not making this up i do have it and i have read it from cover to cover it is a great book and it's of benefit to any business that whether you're large or small and i strongly recommend it and uh, i'll be back with more of the bob pritchard radio show after this short message business community's first choice in internet talk radio voice america business network do you want your business to achieve results you never thought possible bob pritchard is recognized as the business leader's advisor and has 30 years of experience as a straight-talking troubleshooter for fortune 500 companies and smes across the world Whether you need a checkup across all departments of your business or simply want to improve marketing, advertising, performance measurement, or some other area, Bob Pritchard will work his magic so you can blow away your competition. Bob Pritchard is also one of the most in-demand speakers in the world. Over 1,500 clients on five continents and countless standing ovations are a testament to how he changes the fortunes of business. Pick up Bob's new book, Kick-Ass Business and Marketing Secrets, at your nearest bookstore. Or visit Bob's website at www.bobpritchard.com. Remember, if you want to be successful, call Bob Pritchard now. Worldwide phone numbers and more information can be found at bobpritchard.com. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. You are listening to the Bob Pritchard Radio Show. To connect with Bob, please send an email to bob at bobpritchard.com. That's bob at bobpritchard.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to the Bob Pritchard Straight Talking Business Show. This is where, take a phrase from Fox, the bullshit stops here. So, what you hear here is what you get. We tell it the way it is, and coming to you again this week from my hometown of Los Angeles. Beautiful weather. Just went out for a bit of a walk. It is hot. It is about 90 degrees out there and lovely. 
Now, this is a segment of the show where we bring you emails from our listeners all across the world. And uh, I've mentioned this a lot of times before, but no matter where you are in the world, when you give a presentation on business, you get the same questions. The people in Mexico City ask you exactly the same questions as the people in Moscow or Sydney or Tokyo or LA or Vegas or any place else because every company, no matter where they are in the world, all face more or less the same problems. Some a bit larger, some a bit smaller, some a little more important, some a little less important, but they're all the same issues. So every email that um, I answer could be of benefit to your business no matter where you are. My first email today is from Alex Russell from Sacramento, California. And Alex writes, Dear Bob, thank you for a terrific show. I really enjoy it. I've just read an article about how much industries are changing. Car showrooms now have coffee shops. Bookstores now encourage you to read the books in the store. And often Barnes & Noble have live music performances. Very few businesses seem to be the same as they were even 10 years ago. Our business is doing pretty well. It keeps ticking over. We're profitable. We've got a great routine happening. And I must admit, I can't see any reason to change anything. What do you think? Alex, I think you're wrong. (laughs) Usually in the business cycle, the company begins... You struggle like hell for a year, then you struggle a bit for the next two or three years, you start to get into a good routine, you become profitable, and then you get to the comfortable stage that you describe. The problem is that this is where the challenges really begin. When you're in your comfortable stage, that is when you are really vulnerable, because for many businesses, Comfortable becomes a death wish, death warrant. When you least expect it, the market, the competition or technology changes on a dime. And wham, you're immediately left behind. I've known many companies that this has happened to, and then you're unable to catch up. The competition steals your customers. Then you're seen as being old school and it becomes very near impossible to recover. So there's several things that you need to do when your company gets to the comfortable stage. Instead of sitting back and bringing in a happy hour every Friday afternoon and buying the staff lunch and giving them massages, you need to be constantly interacting with your customers so that you can pick trends or changes in their requirements. You also need to go to all the industry conferences to ensure that you know what's going on in your industry and you get to hear all the whispers that are happening. A lot of people laugh at this, but you should check your competitor's website every single day and make sure that you know exactly what they're up to. You should also put aside a couple of hours a week or preferably half an hour a day with your top salespeople and your top business managers, if you have them, to discuss how you can change your company, how you change the way that you do business. 
how do you change the way you market yourself? Ask yourself, do my products still meet the customer's requirements? So you need to anticipate how the market's going to change in the next five years and how you're going to stay ahead of that curve. That can be a real pain in the butt and some of your staff are going to bitch and moan and say it's unnecessary, we're doing everything right, it's great. But believe me, it's absolutely critical for your future success that you do it and you need to convince your team that this is the case. You know, these meetings result in adaption, they result in innovation, they result in consistent growth for your business. You know, and it's also important that these meetings are vigorous and that people feel free to say precisely what they want without any recriminations of any kind. It's only by people really thinking outside the box, even if things are really weird sometimes, that encourages real change. You know, when you go into these meetings, nothing should be regarded as weird or out of bounds. You know, funnier things have happened from the strangest of ideas. So I suggest you encourage dialogue amongst your team on a disciplined basis and regularly. Alex, I hope that helps answer your question as we do for everyone whose mail is read on the air. Tomorrow we'll send you a copy of Kick-Ass Business and Marketing Secrets, How to Blitz Your Competition, which is my latest best-selling book from Wiley's, who are the best business publishers in the world, and they're out of Hoboken, New Jersey. My second email today comes from Michelle Washington of Springfield, Missouri. I don't know. I can never work out. I've been here 25 years. I can never work out why some people say Missouri and some people say Missouri. I'm confused. So if anybody can help me with that, I'd be very interested. Bob at BobPritchard.com. Let me know why some people call it Missouri and some people call it Missouri. Now, Michelle writes, Dear Bob, thanks for giving us such a good show each week. I have a pretty small, tight team at the office and we don't listen to your show live because it's on well after we go home. But we do listen to it on the archives a couple of days later at 8 o'clock in the morning before we start work. It's a great discussion starter and everyone gets fired up and it is terrific for business. Bob, my question to you is how do I plan my business so I am always on track to continue being successful? I have a business plan, but it doesn't act as a day-to-day or even a month-to-month guide as to what I should be doing. Dear Michelle, thank you for the compliments. I really appreciate it. I'm glad you listened to the show. And uh, for those of you who do happen to miss it, you can go to the archives. You can either go onto my website and you can listen to the shows there or you can go to voiceamericabusiness.com, archives, Bob Pritchard and all of the shows since 2011. They're all there. So, you know, when I had a large office and, I don't know, 35 or so people, I used to have a one-hour meeting once a week with our complete staff, everyone, receptionists, delivery people, didn't matter what they were, they were all in the meeting. 
and we'd get a DVD or a CD of business advice from somebody who's an expert, and we'd play 20 minutes of it. Now, I remember um, a DVD by, it was on Simon & Schuster, and it was called Communication, and it was by... Peter Thompson, he's out of the UK, and we listened to that DVD. It was phenomenal, and uh, it really changed the way we do business, and we did business. So what we would do, we'd listen to it for 20 minutes, and then we'd stop, and we'd discuss how we could use the information we've just learned in that 20 minutes to improve our business. So we'd talk about you know, what we could do in our business following the advice that we received, and how we could be better. And then we'd use the next 20 minutes to talk about how we could use this to assist our customers. It was a very informative session. It got everybody in the team motivated and people started thinking more innovatively about how we did business and how we did business with our clients. You know, it really made a difference to how we communicated. Very, very often, small business owners can get way too busy trying to figure out how to survive on a day-to-day basis rather than trying to figure out what needs to be done in the short and long term. Michelle, tomorrow we'll send you out a copy of Kick-Ass Business and Marketing Secrets, How to Blitz Your Competition, and I'm sure it'll also be a big help to your business. Don't forget, if you have a particular guest you'd like me to interview or a particular topic you'd like me to discuss, please email me at bob at bobpritchard.com. I hope you've enjoyed the show. We're pleased to have been bringing you this show since 2011. Seems like a hell of a long time ago. I still remember the first show vividly. It's a heap of fun bringing it to you each and every week. And I'll be with you at the same time next week, no matter where you are in the world, to address the critical issues that affect small business everywhere. This is Bob Pritchard, and I hope you have a fantastic week. You've been listening to the Bob Pritchard Radio Show. Please join us again next Tuesday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Until then, enjoy another week of success in your business and your life.